0: This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of congregation Sh- Sorry about that, spiritual leader of congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Udin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two parshios of Nitzavim and Vayelech. According to the Chinuch, with this Shabbos, we complete the Tariag. We complete the 613 mitzvot of the Torah. There are, according to the Chinuch, who follows his Rebbe, the Rambam, two and the last two of the Torah mitzvot found in Parshas Vayelech, and they are six twelve. The mitzvah of Hakel. Hakel is that the entire nation gathers together on the holiday of Sukkos following the Shemitah year. Please God, this forthcoming year, 5,775 is a Shemitah year. So next, Sukkos. Please God, is the time for the biblical mitzvah of HaKel. Once in seven years, the king leads from Sefer Torah to the entire Jewish nation on Cholam Moed Sukkot. And finally, the last mitzvah according to the Chinuch is that of the mitzvah of Ksivas, Sefer Torah, that each Jew is to have, first of all to write, to have a Sefer Torah, the concept of of the availability of Torah, a Jewish library, but also literally to write Sifrei Torah. We'll see, please God, that according to the Ramban, there is one more mitzvah found in Parshas Haazinu. Before we get started, I'd just like to remind everybody that while the Svaradim, have been reciting slichos from the beginning of Chodesh Elul, Ashkenazim begin the recitation of slichos. Please God, this coming Motsa'e Shabbos, this coming Sunday morning. Now, the reason for that, or at least certainly one of the reasons is, interestingly, if you look in Parsha's Pinchas, where the Torah speaks of the Korban musaf that was brought on all of the Chagim. So regarding all the holidays, the Torah uses the term Vihikravtem, namely, and you shall bring the following Karbanos. And so it's true regarding Pesach, regarding Shavuos. This is found beginning in chapter 28 of the fourth book of the Torah in Bamidbar. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah, there there is the exception to the rule. The Torah says va'asisem olah, literally you shall make an elevation offering. We can't make an elevation offering, but our rabbis tell us that we are to look upon ourselves as if we are the offering for Rosh Hashanah and just as an animal in order to be worthy to be brought onto the altar onto the Mizbeyah, had to pass an examination on four consecutive days to make sure that the animal was blemish-free, so too each and every one of us are to go through a period of introspection for a minimum of four days prior to Rosh Hashanah, preparing ourselves for the ultimate preparation for Yom Hadin. And hence, we begin... Minimally four days before Rosh Hashanah. So this year we have, please God, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the four days of recitation of slichos next week. We begin Motzah e Shabbos, and then continue with slichos as well through Aseres Yemei Tshuva, and ultimately culminate Yom Kippur with Ne'ilah, with the recitation of. Slichos. I'd like to focus regarding the parsha of Nitzavim, the first of the two parshios, with the opening verse, which is Atem Nitzavim Hayum Kulchem. Literally, the Torah says, "You, referring to the entire Jewish nation, are standing today." Kulchem all of you. Now what day is this? So literally it refers to the day shortly before Moshe's passing, when Moshe is delivering his one of his farewell addresses to the nation, and as we can see from the that which follows in this Torah reading, Moshe is entering the Jewish nation, into a covenant. The Zohar, however, tells us that it's not coincidental that we read Parashas Nitzavim every year prior to Rosh Hashanah and the verse begins Atem Nitzavim Hayom You are all standing today. What day is it? What's the Hayom? It's the Hayom of Rosh Hashanah. And interestingly, the tour tells us something very fascinating regarding Rosh Hashanah. The tour says, my goodness, look at the Jewish nation, points out Rabbi Hanina and Rabbi Yoshua. For unlike any other people, that when they face Din, when they face their judgment, and they are to appear before the judge, so by definition, how do they act? Love shchorim, they put on literally dark clothing, and they don't shave, they don't groom themselves by cutting their nails. Why? Because they are very, very uncertain as to what's going to be the outcome of their judgment. They are exceedingly nervous. Avoy Yisrael, but the Jewish nation, oh no, Enochain, lov shim levanim, we wear white on Rosh Hashanah. And we have the practice of taking haircuts and groom- grooming ourselves prior to Rosh Hashanah. We eat and we drink on Rosh Hashanah. Why? The Fisha Yodim, because we know and we're confident that a God is going to perform for us a miracle. And therefore, we have this practice of haircuts, bathing, Erev Rosh Hashanah. How do we explain this? Says the altar of Kelm. We explain it with the opening verse Atemnitzavimayom. How do we know that we're going to stand? literally, on this day of Rosh Hashanah? And the answer is kolchem. When you are together as one, when the Jewish people are one unit, so it's not simply that there is strength in numbers. No. Each individual, when they connect themselves to the tzibor, to the community, to the nation, Then they are no longer looked upon upstairs as an individual, but rather they are looked upon as an individual, sherabim tsrichim lo. That the community, that the nation needs that person. And therefore, the community and the nation of Israel gives each individual who is attached to the community greater merits in terms of their Passing in terms of their success on Rosh Hashanah. They're no longer looked upon as an individual, but they're looked upon with the merits of the community. And therefore, any which way says the altar that a person can connect themselves to the community by certainly teaching others guiding others, showing responsibility for others, inviting others to your home, every which way that you can connect with others, this is going to be a great merit on your behalf. The Torah tells you the secret to our success, namely the word Kulchem. The rabbis tell us that the bris, the covenant, that is being entered into at the beginning of Parshas Nitzavim, is the bris of arvus, the bris of literally responsibility, as the Talmud teaches in the Gemara Shavuos, namely, kol Yisrael ze that all Israel is, quote, responsible one for another. How and what does this mean? On a halachic level, it means as follows that in order for a person to satisfy their obligation in a mitzvah, either they do it themselves or they can fulfill their obligation through somebody who is a bar chiyuvah, somebody who is themselves obligated in the mitzvah. So if I have a child who knows how to blow the shofar exceedingly well, and I hear the shofar being blown by them on Rosh Hashanah, I would not satisfy my mitzvah because the child is not a bar chayuva. He is not obligated yet in the mitzvah. And so, interestingly, what is the halacha? That, let's say, the baal tokeah, the one that's going to please God, blow the shofar this coming Thursday and Friday. On their way home from Shul, they will pass a home where somebody could not come to the Beis HaKnesset. somebody did not hear shofar. They're going to stop off and blow shofar for them. And they will fulfill their obligation, namely the one who didn't come, they'll blow for them. Now my goodness, how does that work? When the Baal Tokeah blew in the synagogue, He had not yet heard Shofar. He is blowing for himself, and he's blowing for the entire congregation. But now that he has already fulfilled his obligation in the synagogue, how could he blow for somebody else? Perhaps we could say he's not a Bar-Chiyuva anymore, because he already discharged his obligation. So the Talmud teaches us, no. The Talmud teaches us the very important principle of Yotzah. Even though he himself has satisfied his obligation, Motsi, he can still do this on behalf of others. Why? Because as long as there is another Jew who has not fulfilled this mitzvah, then your mitzvah that you have fulfilled already is incomplete. This is one very exciting idea of kol Yisrael arevim zelozeh. I'd like to share with you, however... An additional explanation, somewhat metaphysical, but very exciting. And that is of the Ramak, which is Rav Moshe Kodavaro, in his Tomer Devora. The Tomer Devora is based on the last three verses of the book of Micha, the last three verses of chapter 7. We're familiar with it, please God, we're going to be reciting it. Beginning, namely for Tashlich, this coming Thursday, and therefore Mikael Kamocha, literally, who is like you, God, who, which is the first of the thirteen attributes as described by the prophet Micha, Nosei Avon, who pardons iniquity, Over Al Pesha, overlooks transgressions. And the fourth one is for the remnant of his heritage. And says the Ramak very powerfully that God calls the Jewish people literally nachal And she'eris comes from the term she'er means the closest intimate relationship of two individuals, and that is what is the relationship between God and the Jewish people, literally, Krovai, my relatives, as we find in... Shira Shirim, that God refers to us as Biti, my daughter, Achosi, my sister, Imi, my mother, meanings this incredible closeness. And just as there is this closeness between God and the Jewish people, so too continues the Tome Devorah. Call Yisrael all Israel Himsheir Basar Elu. We are all intimately connected one with another. What does that mean? Bibnesha Neshamos klulos Yakad. Our souls are literally. Found as one, which means, There's a part of each and every Jew in each of every one of us. A very, very deep, powerful concept, but we are so inextricably bound, one with the other, that continues the Tom that when God forbid a Jew sins, it's not just against him or herself that they are sinning, but literally against each and every other Jew. And that's why, as the Gemara says in Shruos thirty nine A, this is a deeper understanding of Kol Yisrael Aravim Zelozeh. All Israel are responsible one for another. What a powerful way for us to literally close the year and look forward, please God, to the forthcoming Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah by understanding how strong we are when we are united as a people and how truly responsible we are on so many levels, halachically and philosophically connected to each other. Shabbat Shalom and Exiva Tova to all.